Welcome to Matter of Fat, a body positive podcast with Midwest sensibilities. Hi, I'm Kat Palavoda, a local fat feminist, shop owner, and honestly, I can't believe this year is already coming to an end. You know, they say time flies when you're having fun, but I don't really know if this year would qualify as fun. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Soraya Bogani. Hey, I'm Soraya, a fat, multiracial, Minneapolitan millennial who has tried to forget the nasty parts of 2021 to the point that I can like barely recall the good ones too. So, (laughs) (laughs) on Matter of Fat, we're here to talk about the cultural politics of fat liberation with a Midwest perspective. Absolutely. This season, you've perhaps noticed that we've mixed up our episodic styling. So uh, like one episode, we'll interview someone and focus on a fat liberation topic and then have our dirt and discourse. And then in the next episode, it'll be more chatty. It's a fat dish where we dish about our lives and the fat world at large. Okay, and Soraya, you know I love our fat dishes. Oh, absolutely. I think it's your like favorite thing about um, it is. this season, but we can't get too far into our favorites. Oh, we're yet. getting ahead of ourselves. Uh-huh. It's kind of interesting, though, how the last episode of each season and even before this season has been more of an informal chatty episode where we kind of talk about the best of the year so it makes it very easy for us uh because we just released a fabulous interview episode to just continue with a chatty fat dish style best of episode it really is perfect and it makes sense that we sort of end this way talking about the best things in 2021 and sharing it with our audience. We will be discussing the best parts of our interviews with guests this season, the best topics, the best media. Always the best media. Never not the always. best media. <laughs> always, always, always. And honestly, you know, we're going to be chatting about so much, but I don't want to give it all away quite yet. Yeah, yeah. No, that, I think that was a sufficiently good teaser of what's in store. Um, if you feel like taking a moment to reflect on the best parts of another challenging year with us let's get into it all as As a a matter matter of fact okay 2021 what a year in a series of years (laughs) what i mean i i think okay like I said in the intro, it was hard for me to recall things. Time is nothing. Uh, time means nothing to me anymore. So putting some weird constraints about 2021 around this just is so bizarre. So I think maybe we start off easy where we focus on the podcast and what we've what we've done with it so far, who we've talked to, our favorite parts about it. So what if we uh, did a rundown of the people we've interviewed? I think I that, think would that be is an good. excellent place to start. Okay, so our first interview of the season was with Dr. Catherine Oyster, my doctor. Uh, my doctor. Know, your doctor. Oh my God, I love it so much. And also now. the doctors of many of our listeners and people in my world. Yes. Yeah, I will recommend Catherine to everyone. Also, on a side note, I saw a different doctor the other day because I just like needed to go somewhere quick and she was um, she was booked the day I needed to go in. Um, do- not all doctors are the same. I had a very like quick, weird interaction and I was like, oh, she's no Catherine. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. but, okay, so we interviewed Catherine. She was great and really shared, I mean, of course, shared her story as a matter of fact, but then gave us firsthand accounts of being a medical professional, being a fat person in a medical space, um, being like, you know, privy to those kind of conversations and spaces where so many fat people are often not being considered. And then she gave really helpful 
tangible tips for navigating healthcare as a fat person or honestly anyone who maybe has not seen, uh, not felt seen by the medical system. Yeah, it was just a great episode. Great interview. Um, I I don't think I need to say anything else other than I walked away from it and then figured out that why do I keep trying to find a doctor when we interviewed Catherine and she's amazing. And so now she is my primary care uh, professional, uh, practitioner. I don't, I don't know. Words are hard, hard, which makes being in a podcast (laughs) hard, but Catherine is great. So that's the thesis. And I have, I've sent that episode to people, even if like, you know, Catherine's not in someone's network or she's not a real, um, a realistic choice for their, to be their doctor. Catherine really did share some yeah. good tips about how to find a doctor that works for you and how to advocate for yourself in those systems. Yeah. What a banger of a start oh, to yeah. the season. I mean, we just kept it mm-hmm. going, though, too, because our next interview was with Candace Montgomery. Candace. And I don't know. The years are hard, and it was so good to hear from Candace, who has done such a great amount of work within the Twin mm-hmm. Cities communities around organizing and activism. And so I just like some of the biggest pieces that stood out to me was just this acknowledgement about, uh, I don't know, this deep sadness about how well the community responds to continuous and profound mm-hmm. tragedy, specifically like mm-hmm. murders at the hands of police. But um you know, just how the hits keep coming and how the people in the Twin Cities are really what helps, you know, her stay here and fight and work. And I got to say that's true for us, too, because there's a lot of hard things in our communities. Yeah. And yet we still stay here. It's not the winter. Got to <laughs> say the winter is not what keeps me here or anybody else here. But she really brought to light, like, why it's so important to support and love on our people. And... um how you know pets and babies bring a lot of joy yes. in that okay. work that was really can sweet. i share a small little follow-up so i yes, so she please. referenced her nibbling um and the other can you can you say what that oh. is again because that was the time i got that oh, definition yeah shared it's me. like a gender neutral term for um niece or nephew so nibbling. Yeah. Yep. Um, so uh, Candace had talked about her nibbling and then maybe, uh, I don't know, a week, a month. Who, what is time? Sort of recently, <laughs> uh, Candace came to the shop with some family members, including her nibbling. And I was like, oh, I've, I've, I've heard about you. <laughs> it, was, it was really, really. <laughs> You're famous. It was sweet to be able to, yeah, to see her fam and to see Candace and her little cute nibbling in real life. Oh, I love that. That What a great update. Uh, yeah. It's so, there's so much more oh, we yeah. talked about. I mean, with too, all of these, I, I, I think we are trying to challenge ourselves to do pretty quick hits with all of these interview recaps, because if we allowed ourselves to, we could go on and on and on. We just go and, on and be, you know, its own episode. You like know it was what we should also note is that like something we did different this season that I've loved around the interviews is that after the interview, we do like a proper debrief. You know, in previous seasons, mm-hmm. we would maybe do like a little oh yeah little thing and little thing you know we like chat just ever so briefly and kind of sum it up but this season you and I have really taken the time to like share a lot of the thoughts that we have about the interview and like highlight specific things that folks have said and I've really enjoyed that Mm -hmm. me too me too so yeah this is to say that like these are the parts that stood out to us that doesn't mean these were the most important parts or least important parts or 
we're not trying to diminish the power of these uh, interviews. So as you hear us talking about these, like, go right. back and go listen, listen to that. Episode. Yeah, go, go listen to the interview and our yeah. full thoughts about them after. Okay, right. but in the in the spirit <laughs> of like chatting through each person, the next person yes. we interviewed was Jay Aprelio, um, and that was so fun. And we talked about you know a, a, a theme that stuck out to us in that interview that we then um, had come up for us in the episode was how Tumblr was such a way in mm. to like fat liberatory thoughts and spaces for many of us. Um, we got mm-hmm. to hear from Jay about their experience, uh, experiences with their fatness and gender identity kind of together and separately. We got to also highlight some of Jay's work, which like, you know, as mentioned in that um, in that episode, Jay has written some articles that have been like such widely shared fat resources for folks. Yeah, really important work. Um, and so we were it was cool for us to be able to highlight some of that there and then be able to, of course, link out to all of the important stuff that they're doing. Oh, and that was also okay. So I remember how we had like this cool little like guest triangle thing happen. So like on mm-hmm. a previous episode of season three, no, yes, season three, <laughs> um, <laughs> one of our future guests uh, that we'll talk about in a minute, Ben, shared some words about Jay. So in Jay's interview, we shared Ben's words with Jay, who then shared words in response to Ben that we then got to share with Ben later on in the season. <laughs> If you follow that track of sharing and giving and sharing, good for you. you. And if not, I was a part of it. I don't even know that I follow it, but it was just lovely and all based in kindness. Okay. One other thing about Jay's Mm -hmm. interview that I love is that, you know, we talk about, you know, Midwest sensibilities. But we, I don't think we're able to capture the Midwest in its entirety. Right, of course. Uh, It's like geographic delineations. And so it was so nice to hear from Jay, who is in a different part mm-hmm, of the Midwest mm-hmm. and really bring their voice to that. So that was a cool part of that. Yeah, but, agree. Um, let's talk about Emily oh, yes, next, yes, shall yes, we? Yes. Okay, so we also interviewed Emily Robinson and learned about her background as a tattoo artist and opening up her own shop, Merci Tattoo, in the Twin Cities. And what I thought was really interesting was talking about, you know, the tattoo industry and just how, like, mm, not body positive it is in a big way or, like, just not even how hospitable it is to people in general. Um, And, and of course, that's a generalization, but I think it was nice to – talk about in comparison with her desire to create a space where people feel beloved and accepted. And um, also she brought up a really salient point about how we can celebrate others and others' bodies and like really hype them up and still have our own oh, hangouts. So relatable. And how, yes. Oh, so yes. Relatable. Um, and then the other really relatable thing that she brought up was just, you know, body changing over time and, and maybe, you know, getting larger uh, later in life. And, uh, you know, a lot of the folks we've talked with have always mm-hmm. been larger. And so that's a really important story. But I think it's important to talk about like fluctuations yeah. in our bodies. Over time. I liked, I mm-hmm. both like appreciated that she shared that. And I just like liked the way that she talked about it. You know, there's just like, there's a way to talk about that mm-hmm. from like a loving, thoughtful place. And it really felt like that's what she was doing, which I, which I loved. It was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, so, so good. So good. Okay, after Emily, we interviewed Pasashia, 
who, okay, is my second in command at my shop, Cake Plus Size Resale. Um, and like so many of these interviews, you know, like, even though Pasashi is my coworker that I talk to all the time, things came out in our interview that I hadn't known before. And like, I just, I need to reiterate what a treat and like honor and privilege it is to be able to sit down with folks for these interviews um, and have them so openly share of themselves. And it was, you know, no different with Pasashia. Yeah. Uh, we heard about her story um, growing up here in Minnesota. And, you know, what was really special was to hear how kindness is just such like a value of hers that, um, yeah, it's just like so central to like the choices she makes and things that she does. And it was cool for me to hear her talk about that because while I had never heard her say it like that before, like I see that in how she operates as a human every day. And it was just really beautiful mm-hmm. to like hear her put that into words. Mm, she is I, I think yeah like I would never have known that I don't re- usually think about people and be like oh what is your right. guiding principle or value but then as soon as she said I'm like yep every interaction I've ever had with her has been um yeah with kindness. And, so, and also so something that stuck out to me I think it stuck out to both of us when she was sharing her story as a matter of fact was like how she was like yeah like my story is a Minnesota story and also maybe not the story you think about when you're thinking of people who are from Minnesota you know like she went to school and was just surrounded by Hmong people for a large part of her childhood until like mm-hmm. maybe fourth grade or something um and I think that's right. not a story that we associate with like the Minnesota experience but it was very much her experience here in Minnesota and I think it was really mm-hmm. um powerful to be able to hear about that yeah yeah and also powerful yeah. as someone who loves pets to Zuko. hear about Zuko oh, she loves her cat so much yeah <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and actually, I don't know. I forget. It was interesting because, like, we did that that interview early in the year, and things. So I don't remember like what was said then versus when the episode came out versus now. But Pasashia like has this. Um, not only does Zuko have her own Instagram, Pasashia has now started like a bookstagram with her and Zuko. I believe it's called the mm-hmm. Pasuko Book Club. I will. I'll link it yes. in the show notes for this one. It's very fun and silly, and <laughs> I just would ten. You know, things I love. Uh, pets and Pasashia and romance novels. So it is just like, it is the content many people, especially myself, are craving, uh, would recommend. <laughs> I Yeah, because we also talked with her about being, you know, an influencer uh, yeah, yeah. to some mm-hmm. extent. And like a fashion icon. My, I'm calling her that because oh, I love the, she's way, iconic. the way that yeah. she puts together mm-hmm. her looks. She is iconic. And so it's funny now that as a content creator, she has made the triumvirate of content yeah. by having pets, romance yeah. novels, and I mean her. And, yeah, well, and she decided to like start a whole new Insta so she could like really lean into those things. It's just really silly and cute. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm glad you brought that up. We should definitely put that in the show notes. Um, but yeah, okay. So let's keep okay, keep it keep, keep moving. Her moving. Keep her moving. Um so Ben, we talked to Ben Vaz, and it was so amazing. We mentioned Ben earlier when we talked about when, Jay's when I tried to explain but... this like message and then a message and then they listened and then this. <laughs> In any case, I, I mean, so like Ben last year uh, lent his voice to our men as a matter of minisode, at, uh, mini-sode which was so wonderful, and this time we got to actually interview him. And again, another great theme that came up was Tumblr. Oh, yeah. Of just really investigating gender identity and fat positivity and like 
I think the hallmark of Ben's interview was questions. Yeah. He brought so many fire questions about just assessing mm-hmm. the world around you, who you want to be, how you fit into that. And like the, some of the questions that we took away in there a lot were, what would we do if we weren't afraid? What do I like about myself and who do I want to be? And then I think just the culminating uh, feeling I got from Ben's interview was that when thinking about any kind of liberation, it, it is a pursuit of happiness yeah. and asking and unfolding mm-hmm. what happiness is for you. It was so beautiful. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like weirdly, that episode came out the week that Ben got married. So that episode dropped. Yeah. Oh, and then yeah. that weekend, Ben and Jordan got married and their wedding was beautiful Aww. and it was lovely. And it was just like, I really had Ben on my mind that week. I was like, wow, we're doing this. Yeah. It was um, really cool to be able to like celebrate with them on their special day and be able to hear all these like wise, wonderful things from Ben in that episode. Oh, it was mm-hmm. great. So good. Uh, our next interview was with Lauren Barlow, and that sort of feels less far away. I guess as we talk about these like last two interviews, you know, like it was like maybe a month or two ago. Yeah. It feels not so far away like some of these did. Um, Lauren, of course, is a healer with experience in massage therapy and energy work and really kind of shared with us like what those are all about and how to like um, – pursue those things like if you're interested in doing those things for the first time kind of what to look for in practitioners which was really helpful she also just so Mm -hmm. openly shared her story as a matter of fat and some of the things that she got to were like her perspective on life and work and hustle culture and self-care and oh it was just all so so powerful and good and just lessons that I need and I think that we all can benefit from Mm-hmm. I also love the way she talked about tattoos. That was oh, another yeah. piece too that came up. Oh yeah, and so Lauren works at Mercy Tattoo, Emily's tattoo shop, who we also interviewed and mentioned just a moment ago. And I would like to share. Sorry, sorry, with all of these, I'm like, and then I saw this person here, and then this happened. <laughs> well, you're a gal about town, about so I expect well, I'm just less. a lot more in the world now. Um. Masked always, but I got my tattoo shaded by Emily and then Lauren was there. And so then I got to see both of them together the other, I guess it's like a month or two ago now, but Mm -hmm. that was really nice too, to be like, wow, two whole, I mean, two out of the six guests from this season. I got to, it was like, yeah, it was a really, it felt like a little matter of fat moment. I love, well, I think that's what's so cool about the podcast too. And just like, we have this network that we're building of people who it's like, oh, we all have our stories as a matter of fact, but how cool that we get to build these connections between us, obviously, but then our listeners too. So good. Know that there are wonderful people out in the world. Um, And I I think, you know, that brings us to our last interview, our most recent one, which was really special, which is with um, Kim, Kim Juleen. And I just... I don't, I'm still like riding this high yeah. after so releasing good. that episode and talking to her because it was just so yeah. dreamy to hear about, you know, the Twin Cities fat community and how active it has been for a really long time. Like she talked about her experience in the early 2000s, but just knowing how fun and mm-hmm, fabulous mm-hmm. and um, active the fat community was in creating these events and connecting with each other, especially you know, when, I don't know, the pandemic feels so separating right now and, well, constantly, just to know that the fat community has been seeking joy in spite of a world that infringes on it. And she is so lovely and good. And we are in good company here and now. 
and yeah. before <laughs> you know we started existing and started doing matter of fact and indubitably yeah. in the future yeah. right like if this is the track that we've been on without even knowing it how can the future be worse than what we've been up to um yeah yeah it was it just shared so much like context and like it felt and i think this is what you're getting at too it, like situated us within this like history that we didn't even know uh, all about oh it was just really special so mm-hmm. so special also like she just did such a an essential and easy job of focusing on why we did this podcast in the first place which is just to show that like oh yeah fact right yeah people. just regular <laughs> just people regular people love that. yeah exactly oh, yeah well, I think we know that like all of our interviews are the best. They continue to be one of the best parts of every season for us. Uh, but do you want to talk about some of the other mm-hmm. best parts of this uh, past season, Saraya? Oh, yeah. I mean, the pod lucks were just fabulous. Oh, and yeah. I'm still so touched by the folks who showed up time and time again to discuss other podcasts and just like come together on a Thursday evening on a Zoom meeting, which like over the pandemic, it's it's been hard. Like we yeah. have to allocate our time in really specific ways. And it always was just so heartening to know that folks wanted to come together and discuss it. So shout out yeah. to our regular, shout yeah. out to the people who would pop in. I think that was just a really cool way to do something we had always wanted to do. Like yes. we always wanted to have regular matter of fact events, but yeah. it just never came yeah. to fruition. And so this was one way to make that realized. And it was so wonderful. I agree. For those of you who don't know, Podlucks were our kind of monthly-ish um, virtual events where we would discuss a podcast episode as a matter of fact. And not something from our podcast. Like we'd find a different podcast episode, kind of like a book club, right? We'd like, everyone would listen mm-hmm. to that episode and then we would chat about it. We did decide to stop Podlux kind of mid-year and they probably will be not coming back. Um, it is probably, I don't know, an event that is in retirement now. But man, it was so fun. And especially the folks that were regularly there, it was just like really fun to interact with folks in that way. So definitely one of the best for the season for sure. And it's like the retirement of that is not for lack of enjoyment with the experience right. or like participation. It's truly just like our ability to make sure yeah. it was a good experience. And you know, everybody. maybe we that leads us to another thing that was the best uh, this uh-huh. season is that like you and I, Soraya, with the help of our assistants, like we really... Uh, mid-year, mid-season started to recognize like, oh, if we scale back in these ways, um, things can be a lot more fun for us and mm-hmm. we can still like create this really cool podcast without feeling some of the stress and pressure um, that we don't want to feel. And so part of that came up like in, you know, deciding to um, end Podlucks. Also like you probably haven't gotten a newsletter email in a while. Uh, that's part of that as well. Uh-huh. Um, and then actually, you know, we referenced this at the top, but like our decision to do kind of an every other like, ep- you know, interview episode and then fat dish episode, interview episode that really helped us. The fat dishes are a little bit easier for us to create. Um, and that's really helped us make this like more streamlined and also just a little more enjoyable. Yeah, I think it's so intriguing that we have figured out ways to work less on this project and yet have been able to ge- generate and deliver way more content than yeah. any other season before with consistency yeah. too. With Yeah, we've been real consistent. I mean, mm-hmm. we've always been pretty consistent, but I think this is the most consistent season to be sure. I think one of the best things about the podcast was like 
getting time with our assistants and oh yeah yeah. uh, especially like the IRL moments so we were able to do a dinner that Lindsay helped organize and then Lindsay also helped organize a hangout time where almost everybody was able to come together and it was just just so silly and fun and a good reason to just hang out with folks that I wouldn't have you know, thought to organize around otherwise. Yeah. And so it's just a testament to how cool our team is and how much fun we can yeah. have together. I so. love hanging out with our team. Like I love, oh my gosh, the-, the times we got to hang out in real life this year have been so good. One of them was just like a month ago. So no, it was earlier this month. So I'm still just like really, oh, it was just <laughs> such a fun, silly, easy night. Na- oh, it's so nice. Um, Yeah. So I agree. That is mm-hmm. definitely a best for me. And you know, Soraya, another thing is just like, and this continues to be something I love every season, but like you and I get to hang out oftentimes yeah. through Zencaster, not even looking at each other. Yeah. <laughs> and we get to just like chat about all this stuff, the important things, the not important things, uh, primarily like the shit TV shows that we love. You know, it's just very fun <laughs> to be able to talk about all of this. And then, you know, like, I don't know. I I think other people probably get the sense for this. Like, so we record, you know, but like you and I, we're, we're FaceTiming and talking all the time. Um, and that is just such a nice, mm-hmm. like we've discussed this before. It's like um, that like level of like close communication is something that is due in large part to this project, which is just, oh, it's so nice. Yeah. It's been cool to see how our time together too, like, if we do take a break from podcast stuff, when we get back to it, it's like, oh, I missed you. I missed you too. I know. And then we just oh, take way too much time. With updates. Yes. <laughs> Y'all think we talk a lot oh, on the fat no. dish? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. oh okay. Uh, yeah. I don't, okay. What else? I don't think I have anything else particularly so about the season. We, do you? No, we're moving into a new section where we're going to talk about the best, but I want to set this up for those that are consuming this episode. So Soraya and I typically put our notes in the same document, but for this special, the best episode as a season finale for season four, we have created some notes separately. So some of the things that we're about to share are surprises for each other. And this is one of those moments. So Sorry, are you going to pull up your notes for the other best you of the know season? I already do. I have two screens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so as I go to my correct tab, um, <laughs> where are they here? I'm talking all about it, but it, okay. Okay, here they go. Um, Soraya, what was your best, like, normal feeling moment of the season? Normal, and I guess normal in air quotes, right? In air quotes, right? Because, like, yeah. what's been normal best with the last normal. two okay. years, you know? It was it, – so it is actually related to the podcast in some extent, uh, to some extent, and it was – our first patio moment. So you and I shared our first patio dining moment Uh since the pandemic started. And Uh we have been really keen to observe, you know, social distancing, did not eat at restaurants for a very, very long time. And so it was pretty much springtime, like when it was finally warm enough outside. And it was, it was spontaneous. Spontaneous. Which is, well, we did. Didn't we do our chat for Capella University or no Strayer and Capella? And then oh we my were God, like, it was that day. Yeah, so we did like, a presentation. We did this huge yeah. presentation that we had been oh making God, yeah. on since like 2019, basically. Yeah. And we just like put a lot of like time and like, I don't know, emotional energy into mm-hmm. this. I think we were both very pleased when it was done. And then we had the whole night blocked out and we were like, you want to get dinner? 
Want to get well, in I there? had taken off of work for that yeah. presentation. So I was like, what if we um, – do we feel safe about doing a patio yeah. moment? And so then we had a spontaneous moment where we went to Nightingale in Uptown, and we sat literally on the corner of Lindale and, like, and saw everyone. <laughs> We're sitting on the corner. We're wearing like these amazing dresses. We're drinking. We're eating. We're like having a time. I don't know how to yeah. act. Like I forgot yeah. how to order Our food or like talk to a person. Um, and then yeah, and we saw yeah. we saw a lot of people. And then actually, like, out and then the I think someone like DM'd us like, oh. "Was that you on the corner?" <laughs> like, sure was. Yeah, that was us. <laughs> yeah, that did sure feel was. That was so fun and did feel kind so, of normal. Yeah. Um. Mine is similar, which I guess we already sort of mentioned, but when we had that patio moment with the whole team um, at where at Barbette oh. when we were outside, that felt really normal. And I yeah. really liked that a lot. So again, these like little, the idea of like eating out with people. Wow. <laughs> but that was so good. And I also have a, yeah. a close second, which is silly, but you know, this like little closet recording setup has become my new normal. It really does feel like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I'm just doing the regular Aww. thing now. This felt like novel or weird before. And now I'm just like, oh, nope, this is, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, it just has become normal. Um, okay. This next, <laughs> I didn't, do you even have one for this? Oh, yeah, one? of course I do. Oh, okay. So the next category I suggested, it's the best Soraya real talk moment. Um, because we all know okay. Soraya has a lot of them. <laughs> what uh, does that mean? <laughs> well, uh, let me go okay. first as an example. Okay, model behavior. Is... I love it. I love it. Thank you. <laughs> okay. So my favorite thing that Soraya does that like kind of puts me in my place or like gives it to me, you know, on the real, when she reminds me that... <laughs> <laughs> When you remind me that someone cannot be my nemesis if they don't know I exist as a person. Like for the nemesis relationship to exist, it is in effect a relationship. It is a two-way street. And so if I just don't like someone like Ashley Graham, I don't think I can call her my nemesis because she does not know who I am. So mm -hmm. Um, I think I will continue to use that phrasing, yeah. but I know that I'm using it incorrectly. Maybe yours. <laughs> I love that for you. And as long as we've decided on that, I can I can ignore the the connotative and defined. Uh... <laughs> um, Soraya, did you find your own favorite real talk moment? Did I find? Okay, yeah, I did, and it's mostly because somebody else pointed it out to me. So, friend of the podcast, Anna um messaged me one day and she's like I literally cackled on the subway train I think that's what she said I might be embellishing this story for um, my own effect but uh she was laughing particularly at the point when we were talking about um the luminary subscription Mm -hmm. how it's like $4.99 a month and you said that's very reasonable and I said yeah that's the reason why you'll never own property or why we as millennials will never have stable housing because we decide to spend fritter our way away you have you been listening to Dave Ramsey? Because that is in the no. spirit of his advice. No, don't. I know it was a joke. Which don't is ever. why it was a joke. Yes, I ever. <laughs> I wish we could go in and like bleep out his name. What a bad maybe, person. Maybe. Anyways, um, you don't like him. That is that, that one. So good. I'm so glad that um, that we got uh, um, listener feedback on that gem. That was great. Well, I have another listener feedback. Thing, oh my god! Which like. It's yes. like real talk, but it's not. Um, Tell me like, which one. Uh, sassy real talk. So, friend of the podcast, mom and I were hanging out, and 
not my mother, just to be clear, but it does pertain to her where she just said it was really nice to hear us talking about how we enjoy spending time with our families and like, like me talking about how it's nice to be with my, my family because I feel cared for. And I was really thinking about how, you know, those types of relationships, I don't think a lot of people necessarily have great relationships with their parents or their family members. And that's like valid. And also, um, I like the fact that we can talk about having good relationships and that that's not like an arrested development thing or like Mm -hmm. infantilizing. It's just that we've hit this kind of point in our adult, you know, um, identity where we can communicate and uh, engage with our parents in a really nice way. And so that's a nice real talk. That's sweet. I'm into that real talk. Into that. Yeah. Uh I don't know if it's only me exclusively real talk, but. um, I talk with my mom a fair amount. So I think (laughs) I can be slightly. I thought so, right? Right. Yeah. Becky. Love Becky. Yep. Same. Um, Okay. Let's, let's move on. Mm -hmm. Uh, What is your best or favorite thing to have happened in the fatosphere this year? Ooh, I have a couple. Do, do, let me share. Okay. Yeah. Um, So I have two books. Surprise, surprise. Um, <laughs> two books that relate to fat stuff. Um, if the Shoe Fits by Julie Murphy, which we both read and love, and that's got some play this uh, season from uh, you know our discourse. And then also mm-hmm. Bad Fat Black Girl Notes from a Trap. Whoa, my God, cat. Bad Fat Black Girl Notes from a Trap Feminist um, by Cecily Bowen. Also, a bit, I think that's sort of, I don't know. People have not been talking about it as much as I think people should be talking about it, but I feel like that should be a fatosphere level thing that has happened this mm. year as well. And then my final non-book thing. Sorry, it's like, what's the best? Here are four. Just kidding. I'm Only scared three. you're going to name mine at some point. So well, here we I go. Do, I really think that Saucy West's uh, fight for inclusivity is a big fucking deal. And I'm just like yeah. really impressed and proud that that's happened this year. And um So that is something that we've talked about several times on our podcast and that Mm -hmm. I hope to continue to be able to amplify it in whatever ways we can. I think that's like a really big, a really big thing Um, Mm -hmm. to the point where like certain people's, you know, designer collabs are coming out or like not even designer, but like different like clothing lines are coming out. And it's like, you only going up to 28, like in the year 2021, like, no, 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 no. You know, it just feels like it's more um, on people's minds now, especially in fat spaces. And I think that that's really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. Okay. So those are mine. Sorry. It's three. Do they, do they intersect with yours at all? No, they didn't, which is exciting. Oh, oh, I think that's oh. really exciting. Okay. So my favorite thing to happen in the fatosphere to this year in 2021 was that we had the first ever Fat Liberation Month in May. Oh, good callback. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just yeah. I, I know that like, you know, months can be performative to some extent. And I don't feel like this is. There's like a lot that needs to be done in regards to fat liberation. But having a month, a dedicated month, feels like a line drawn and that this is immutable and can't be mm-hmm. ignored mm-hmm. or changed. And I really just love that for us. Oh, so. I'm here for that too. And I look forward to seeing what the upcoming years uh bring for for May's month of mm-hmm. fat liberation. Yeah. There's just like a lot of anticipatory excitement around it for me yeah absolutely okay the next best thing what's our best lol recording moment (laughs) so i went back and listened i went back into like my editing uh, of like some episodes and so i have a few (laughs) few that if i get my act together i will actually like 
build into this oh this no piece right here. i can only imagine so, yeah. is there are there any that you want to like you can share? Only imagine. yeah do you want to share yours first oh though? sure okay mine are not bad okay <laughs> okay i have i have two um the okay. first was when <laughs> this is maybe a little bit shady to be bringing up on the pod but um, oh, um so okay. for a while so there was a moment when i was invited to um visit like a co-working space and i was interested because they said they had a podcast oh. studio and I was like, oh, my gosh, Soraya, we haven't recorded in person for so long. Like, wouldn't this be awesome? So we went to try out their quote unquote podcast studio. Oh, it was no. the basement. It was the basement of a home. And it was it was not a studio. And it was really silly. And it was just so bad. And I just felt so it was loud. Yeah, I felt so like, stomping around upstairs. like this is not a studio. <laughs> Yeah, so that just felt like a huge LOL and just a huge bust. My mic broke after that. Oh my god, like, that's when you're because you we, oh because of the transporting of the equipment. Oh yeah. my god, yeah. So that was just really bad, um, and just like laughable. Like looking back, like laughable that they would call that a studio. Laughable that I would be so excited without like asking more information. Mm-hmm. That like there wouldn't be any pictures of it on the website, but I would trust that it would be a real <laughs> studio. Oh my god. Okay, and then the other LOL thing is just so silly. So I don't know how we got there, but sometime mid-season, we mentioned Jason Derulo on our podcast. Like, I don't know. I have it. I I have it. I don't know. It's one of mine. So he came up. But then tell me why he has come across my social media weekly since then. I'm just like, there's Jason again. There's Jason making food. There's Jason with this other person. I don't even care about Jason Derulo. And yeah, so it just, it felt like we mentioned him and then he wouldn't, my phone must have listened and has just been showing me Jason all the time. Oh no. Jason is just in everywhere on the radar. He's seeing a lot of content. He's trying to stay relevant and I will drop, it wasn't mid season. It was season, it was episode three. How did it even come up? So this in the whole year basically. Well, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put it in, I'll put it in after (laughs) so you can hear it and everybody else can hear it. This was not released. We didn't release this part of Jason Derulo. Um, so maybe we didn't even talk about but it was this, basically Kat and I arguing about how Jason doesn't listen to the he podcast. definitely does so, not listen to it I don't know why you want to anti-manifest oh things for God. us like don't you want the podcast to yeah, grow like, I just Jason don't understand Derulo. <laughs> just like I don't know how we like I well and you'll show us the receipts it is unclear to me how he even came up like I spend so little time I mean it was me oh, oh yeah well okay oh, yeah, that tracks <laughs> which is I'm surprised that you didn't say that I like um, whenever we talk about ludicrous and I'll just Chris drop Bridges. Chris Bridges. I know when people <laughs> use the word ludicrous, time. all I think of is oh, Chris Bridges. Like what? Chris Why? Bridges. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, ludicrous, Luda. Okay, so that's kind of how the Jason Derulo situation yeah. tangentially yeah. Okay. came up. Um, should I say? So that was the first one. That yeah, was what in, else you got? That was in episode three. Um, another. <laughs> another well i'm not gonna say this other one because this is not necessary but well no i've already entered it so i have to now that yeah, you, so yeah, you in episode seven this didn't make it to the actual episode but at one part at one point i said sorry i snorted while we were recording and kat thought i said oh. i farted <laughs> I was like, that's not, like we don't talk about farts like that. Like we're not that level. I mean, we could if we you needed said, to, but for like, the vulnerability. That's what you said. At one point. 
have I ever. <laughs> I remember oh, that moment. I was just, what? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, but I was okay. Let's go with yeah, it. <laughs> so now I think I'll have to. I'll have to share it. So okay. So that was oh, I one. Hope you find that one. Okay. And then <laughs> another time was when we swapped. So Cat routinely does the intro to the Dirt and Discourse, and at one point I was like, oh, yeah. "Should we change this because you're going to be talking a lot in this segment?" And Kat was like i i don't know like i've never not and i was like oh okay well we don't have to and then cat was so gracious to be like no 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 you should do it and then i had uh i mean once you referenced michael babaro which i think is already well, I just the way I, I think is like kind of i use a similar cadence every yes. time which reminds me of michael Babaro's. here's what you need to uh-huh. know today you know <laughs> and then i i had a little saucy and sassy uh response which i thought was quite i'm funny. sure you did i, I tend I don't remember it, but I do not doubt it was saucy and sassy. Well, I'll I'll put I'll put him in. I'll put him in so that we can listen to it at the end. Uh, yeah, let's do it at the end. No, or here, let's do it at the end. So if you make it beyond the uh, the episode to the closing music, it'll be there waiting for you as a nice as a nice treat as a treat as a reward. That's (laughs) like Like a a reward. reward. That sounds great. Okay. 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 Next best thing. What has been for you the best listener interaction this season? Okay. I have two, which I think I, I just like, continuously ruin the idea of a best <laughs> by doing multiple, I know, like, but whatever. It's our like, podcast. Here's our whole yeah. list. Yeah. <laughs> so during one of our podlucks, someone mentioned how, you know, they have great folks in their life and their support network, but they can't talk about things the way that they can in a podluck and talk about like their fat experience. And it feels like they have community and those conversations and that just like went straight to my heart because that is literally the one goal I wanted with this project and to have someone so clearly and articulately share that just meant the world especially when we felt so I shouldn't say we when I felt so distanced from a lot of people um, you know, knowing that I had any part in helping to create a community where somebody felt connected and heard and seen just was really amazing. So that's mm. one of mine. Yeah. I love mm-hmm. that. Do you want to share yours or should I share my other one? You can share your okay. other one. We got this amazing DM from someone in September. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to say their name because I don't know that I have permission to do that. Um, but they were very kind. And first of all, they alerted us to a link that was broken on one of our, um, our, our pages. So that was good. And then they just shared like in the most kind way that, Hey, you know, just so you know, when I'm, when I'm depressed, listening to the podcast is one of the best ways to help me be kind to myself again and that just like ruined me in the best possible way because one for some reason I'm still surprised that people (laughs) take their time to listen to us chat I don't know why Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then two to know that it like helps people because I have those podcasts I have those books I have those things that I return to when I need to return to myself and so knowing something that we made Kat that does that is just um pretty profound so yeah, yeah i agree that's very sweet also i'm like did i fix that link i don't <laughs> we even can know look. <laughs> we can look back and okay <laughs> as you're telling, saying that i'm like i don't remember fixing anything, <laughs> it was in so september it's probably not fine. Fixed. we'll figure it out oh man okay, okay. <laughs> 
Um, my listener interactions, I'm going to kind of vague book a little bit. So there have been a couple of times throughout the season where people who have been close to the person we interviewed, mm. like expressed um, just a lot of like strong like feelings yeah. and emotion around listening to someone they know and love be interviewed and so I won't go into too much detail like that's I'll leave it at that but that has been really really special to hear from people who are close to the folks we've interviewed about you know like their response to their to 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 their story being shared in this way so that would probably be my best um the best type of listener interactions or some of the best you know that i've had this season positive right like you said emotional reactions you're yeah. oh 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 my god very positive sorry that i didn't frame it that <laughs> way like, yeah yikes okay <laughs> like oh oh like you know like sentimental yeah. and like oh my gosh to like be able to hear them use these words this way so beautiful mm. like that that sort of level i stuff. love it. yeah i love it yeah well, Oh, okay. Those are very wholesome and lovely. Um, what about dirt and discourse, though? What was your best the okay. dirt and discourse? Well, I would like to say generally, I feel like we've been pretty on it with some of the top topics we've covered this season. Mm-hmm. Like, we've covered something and then more about that, whatever topic it is, has come out later, um, shortly after, and that feels kind of cool. I will also try to keep it pretty vague, but I think our takes on Bloom Chic this year were extra <laughs> astute. Um, and Soraya, specifically, I think that your takes about the possibility of Bloom Chic reaching out to my shop to collaborate oh. was also really astute. Oh. So we'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, I love it. And my sentiments, my sentiments remain the all same. Right. Uh, Let's check out that episode, all that. y'all. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. If you want to get into it, there's. I think there's a couple episodes where we talk about that. Yeah, that's true. How about you? What what, what has been the best dis- dirt and discourse for you? Mm, I really like. You know, we started talking about size discrepancies, and like you helped provide a breakdown of like Shein and all these other oh, yeah. sizes, and I thought that was very educational and useful. And then like immediately after that was the Saucy West fight for inclusivity, and so they just mm-hmm. corresponded beautifully with each other and I really like being Mm -hmm. able to just consistently bring up that fight for inclusivity because it aligns so well with what we're doing and Saucy's just doing such really great work on bringing um, attention to this and so yeah I think that was my favorite which cool yeah I don't know it's like a consistent thing right it's not groundbreaking in terms of um, you know our hopes and dreams but it is so uh great that this discourse is not just something that we're bringing to the table um in in like our own little podcast conversation it is really a discourse that's going on beyond the bounds of our of your headphones or your car radio or wherever you're listening it's very much something being talked about in the fat community the scuttlebutt, no, if you will. I won't. I'm, I'm, I shan't. I'm sorry. You know, you won't. <laughs> I, I just had to throw it in there. I um, had to do it to him. Okay. Which also Kat has been using a lot, but had no idea the origins no. of Lucky Luciano, which, like, I would say a lot of the meme culture we have, we don't know the origins of, but. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um,. But of course, you know the origins to most things because that is who you are. You have a life, yeah. You will find it. You will find it. Okay, I think what we should do now is move into some personal 2021 best of. I think that'd be fun, and then we can talk a little bit about like 2022, what we're looking forward (laughs) to individually, and for matter of fact, and those kind of things. Yeah, sound cool? Yep. (laughs) 
Okay, so, so, and again, for you, dear listener, these are the personal bests that we don't have on our group notes that are surprises to the both of us. Okay, all right. Should we start okay. with media? Because that's what we constantly talk about. And it's going to be the longest section because we've broken media down into many different categories. Okay, yes, let's do media first. Let's start with podcasts. Soraya, what have been... Can you- I... Oh, yeah? Can I just put a caveat out there yeah. that, like... My intro into this today is true. My memory is shot, y'all. Oh, yeah. Like trying to scour the caverns of my mind for what was like my favorite. <laughs> what a visual. Thing. Okay. It was really, really rough. And so I am putting out there that I'm going to say stuff on this episode. It may or may not be true. I might remember things as soon as we get done with this you and will. I might change my mind. So I, I assert my uh um right to change my mind yeah. immediately and this is this. just a taste you know it's just like a, t- a snapshot of some of the things that we f- have found to be some of the best of this year right don't yeah like don't come for me if you've heard me say things on previous episodes that i totally neglected okay, you mentioned that i feel like you think people are like capturing your quotes and are gonna like bring it back to you two years later like soraya bogani you said this on september 19th <laughs> Okay. Are we not trying to be famous, Kat? Well, I know okay. I'm not, but I feel like Hair you flip. <laughs> Maybe. Um, but I don't think people care yeah. that much. Okay, but I digress. Okay, okay back okay. to it. Can we start with podcasts, our best podcast of 2021? Yes. Okay. Yes. My favorite podcast this year, Maintenance Phase. Absolutely. Big, big time, big time with Aubrey Gordon and Michael Hobbs. And um, I also really got deep into the Spooked oh, yeah. podcast by Snap Judgment. Um, just really excellent storytelling and like sound design with it. And it's a little spooky, a little scary. So that was really nice for the Halloween season, like amping up into it. And uh, led me to that Luminary subscription, cool. which I do love also Here to Slay with uh, Tressie McMillan Cottom and uh, Roxanne Gay. Yeah. And that is also on the Luminary. Cool. I have three. One is the same. Maintenance Phase is just an incredible podcast. Um, and we'll, for as long as it exists, we'll probably top our list of best podcasts. Um, but then yep. through Maintenance Phase, I got into You're Wrong About with Michael Hobbs yes. and Sarah. Oh, good Sarah's last name. Sarah. I don't know. Oh, I'm s- sorry, Sarah. And actually, Michael is now leaving You're Wrong About. But because I discovered it so late, there were so many episodes for me to get into. Can I tell you one of my favorites is yes. <laughs> okay. I contemplated reading Jessica Simpson's memoir, but instead I listened to the five-part series on You're Wrong About, where Sarah had read it and explained it to Michael. And I mean, so instead of reading this book that probably the audiobook would have been about 10 hours, I listened to five like 90-minute episodes. So kind of, <laughs> you know, half of one, two dozen, or what what do they say? Half a half Six of one, half dozen of the other. You know what I mean? It was, it I was no the same. Concept, but I get it. It was the I same. It, yes. yes. <laughs> um, and I actually enjoyed it maybe more because I got so much like context and um, like hot takes. And so it was very fun. So yeah, You're Wrong About also turned into like one of those shows I would listen to a lot when I was working late because it's like I want to be listening to like I could, I don't know, you can kind of pay attention and not pay attention and pay attention and it still makes sense. Um, and mm-hmm. I just enjoy the chatter between Sarah and Michael. Okay, and then also always number one podcast for me is the formerly oh, no. Kardashianate, now Ella's for Losers podcast. It's the one that <gasps> I pay for on Patreon. I guess I we, I do maintenance phase too, but um, Ella's for Losers is a Patreon only podcast, and I just really love Jess and Marcy who host this podcast. Um, 
Uh, yeah. And I they talk about tons of TV shows that I don't watch at all. And I still every week listen to all two hours of it. I'm just I love them so much. So those are my favorite pods of the year. That's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, we love we yeah. love the pod. Also, like, when do you think we'll get to the point where when you can just say Alice for losers instead of previously Kardashian? I don't know. I guess maybe no one cares but me. Maybe we just. No, I've heard you say it so many times that I know Alice well, for Losers. No one knows what Alice for Losers is because it's like a Patreon only podcast. I mean, me and like, I guess, well, that's not Everyone true. Everyone listens to this podcast. There's a couple people who. <laughs> no, I know. I can think of one person who listens to our podcast who also listens to Alice for Losers. Okay. But that's all. Yeah. yeah. I just think like the brand recognition must be strong with our podcast because it's always. It's like the artist formerly known as yeah. Prince or whatever. At this point. Yeah. Um, okay, let's do books. Okay. Let's let's you, you kick it off because you probably have a lot. I more actually have a list, so I went through my highlight. Um, <laughs> yes, and I won't. Best. I won't talk about all of them, but here are the best books I've read this year. And I'm gonna say okay. just the title, not the author, but I'll link them all in the show notes. Or you could, if you needed to, you could just look at my 2021 highlights on my Instagram. Okay. Favorite books include. Black Buck, In Five Years, Soulmate Equation, While We Were Dating, If the Shoe Fits, Please Don't Sit in My Bed with Your Outside Clothes, Bad Fat Black Girl, We Should All Be Millionaires, and then I'm currently in the middle of A Lot Like Adios, and I think that that will probably make my my, my list for the year. Okay. No, that's good. I'm going to go a little bit more in depth with the two that I've chosen Please. just because I don't have as much of a uh, exhaustive of a list. Yeah. I, I read a fair amount of books this year. Okay. I'm kind of surprised as I was thinking through it. But the one of my favorites was by Tori Telfer and it's Confident Women and it's all about con women yeah, um, through the ages. Yeah. It just really stuck with me. And I love fiction. And so the fact that I was really into two nonfiction books this year was kind of interesting. Cool. So that was cool. Um, and then the other one, and it's not like the most gripping book. We've referenced it multiple times, but it's called Everyone Has a Podcast Except for You, and it's by the McElroy oh, family. Worth the, worth the and yeah. Worth the wreck, if only for one small piece of advice that has totally streamlined and made our sound quality so much yep. better. My editing game has changed incredibly this this year because of that book. And so it's not even like that book is the best, the best. It's great. I like them. But um, it's just like one kind of yeah. offhanded tip that we're like, oh, we should look into that. And yeah. it really changed how you're able to to level our, our sounds and stuff. Yeah. And like I've read some other great books this year, too. But um, those were the ones that popped up for me mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Cool. So books. Okay, TV. Are we ready? <laughs> okay. I have a couple. I'm sure you do too. Um, I bet I bet you have this one as well. But the final season of Shrill, I think, has to be on the list. Um, yeah. That came out, I guess, toward the beginning of the year. I love that they, like, fully disclosed it would be the final season. So we knew kind of to expect that ending. Um, and I loved mm-hmm. it. I mean, I always just feel so seen with that show in ways that I don't feel really on TV ever. So big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Also, you know I'm going to mention Big Brother this summer was incredible. Um, <laughs> just the like the All Black Alliance was incredible. The final six were all black players. Like that just never ha- this had never happened in the history of Big Brother ever. And that for the winner to be um, for the winner to be black also has never happened for Big Brother US before. So it's a big deal. And it also like 
fancy that. If you have more diverse casts, the show is more interesting, <laughs> which it really was mm. this summer. So just love that. It was so, so good. Um, another thing, like maybe on your list that's on my list is Criminal Minds, because this is the uh. year <laughs> where we watched all of it. And you all heard us talking about, well, to some to some extent, heard us talking about it here. Um so yeah. much. Is that that did that make your list too? Too much. Criminal Minds. It didn't. What? <laughs> it didn't. No, I watched and spent a lot yeah. of time on it, but now like when I tried it. to revisit yeah. it, I was horrified. Yeah, I mean, it is horrifying. <laughs> it was very fun while we were in it, and I just like we got yes. really wrapped up in the lives of the characters, and it was just it was. I mean, half yes. the fun was like dishing with you, like wait till you get till this part, you know. Um, yeah, and maybe we'll talk about more about that in a minute. Um, but my final TV thing that I'd like to share, you know my just really unattractive love for propaganda TV, but the law and orders this year have really been great. And organized crime, the new law and order, really good. And we know Christopher Maloney is fat phobic. I don't like, I mean, so him as a person, no. But him undercover in the Albanian mafia, hello. I am just like really, really in. And also, I it's not all about him he has like there's a there's a whole new team associated with that like he's from the from svu there's a whole new team we have danielle monet truitt who is real cool and she's like his counterpart um in terms of like police officer undercover stuff and she's really cool and i like i don't know the show wouldn't be good were it not for her so into her and the rest of the team but especially her then also Stabler, undercover in the Alban- Albanian mafia and beyond. Um, that was way too much about Law and Order. So yeah, full permission to just take take any of that out that you want it to. Was a lot about Law. Of the shows okay. that I was ha- like excited to come back in the fall, that's the one that I've yeah. been most like. Oh, gotta watch it as soon as it comes up in Hulu. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really glad you said Shrill because I didn't actually have what? that on my list, but it's absolutely accurate like i said at the top my mind is yeah. goo and it is just real soft smooth brain it feels action like a here. long time ago that show came out actually yeah yeah it does and so i think when i was trying to think about this i was really disappointed because i'm like i have consumed a lot of tv this year case in point every season and every episode of Criminal yeah. Mind. but I can't remember like what I enjoyed or like what I would classify as the best because I think a lot of it has just evolved into what is like enjoyable for me at the moment, which doesn't necessarily mean it is the best. Watched a lot of episodes of Below Deck. Would I say that's the best? No, absolutely not. Um, So I think like the best shows that I watched this year would be – what we do in the shadows, yes, which I think that. is marked because it's so funny and so silly and lighthearted and a good counterpoint, but like didn't feel like trash. Mm-hmm. Like it has its trashy moments, but it's because the writing is so mm-hmm. good and so funny. Um, also, surprisingly, SNL, like the new yeah, season yeah, that just started. Um, I guess like the old season that wrapped up earlier too is fine. And you know, SNL is SNL. It's like, why is this funny? It feels like just its own meta narrative at this point. But I think the reason I have enjoyed some of the bits the most is because they have writers who are my age, who are aligned with like my values. And so for the first time ever with that show, I'm like, oh, this is like 
mm, this is my humor. Yeah, like I really feel good. like this is actually very funny to the point where my dad the other day was like, I feel like I shouldn't record this anymore. I don't think it's funny anymore. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I you anymore, yeah. man. <laughs> this is my time. Yeah. My time to shine. We, I know we've talked about um, that before, but I totally agree. It's like, it really feels like it is just for our demographic. Like I just, I've never... I've never found it to be as funny as I do recently. It's just really fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like actually laughing at some of the sketches now instead of just having it back. And I'm like, oh, I see what right, they did right. there. Um, yeah. And then I really did enjoy Starstruck on HBO. Oh, I still haven't seen it yet. Um, oh. Yeah. Can't wait. Uh, it was just like a nice out of time, out of space, like funny easy show to watch and i'm sure there were other ones y'all like i'm positive and i just can't even that's okay can't even figure I mean, it out so that's how you kind of presented it like these aren't the best shows but they're the ones that like brought me the most joy and like i enjoyed going to like that i guess maybe i should have given that caveat too like that's how i think about all the best things you know like <laughs> my best yeah. are not like the best like you know it's just like i have my top 10 list of my favorite fraser episodes it does not align with like all of the think pieces about <laughs> fraser but for me those are the best okay you know those are the best those are the best yes 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 okay so my difficulties with this like uh figuring things out extended to movies as mm -hmm. well and so i would love to know what movies you said because i had a, a real hard okay time so for me one. i was about the experience it was <laughs> the experience of the movie versus the movie itself necessarily i went to two movies this year i love going to movies and i that's something i missed a lot um when we were in the the darkest days of the pandemic which maybe now is also considered a dark time um but I went when I go to ones like in, you know, on a Monday afternoon at 3 p.m., like no one else is there. It's awesome. Yeah. So I went to see Zola in the theater. And I don't know if you remember, but like yeah. Zola was based on like this really like epic Twitter thread that someone wrote Twitter, about an experience yeah. she had. And so it was very, very interesting to watch the movie. And it was like kind of fun and good. And I enjoyed the experience. OK, but also this is like funny, also kind of womp womp, um, but it'll come back around later on in the episode. Um I drank so much. You know how big those sodas are at the movies? Like, they're so big. And I was so happy to be at a movie. And I drank an entire large soda. Then I filled that shit up and took it with me to my car for a refill. I drank so... There was so much liquid in my bladder. So much so that I'm pretty sure my... This took a turn. I'm pretty sure... This is not what I expected <laughs> at the beginning of my favorite movie. The experience. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that my bladder was so full that it somehow ruptured an ovarian cyst I had. And so, yes. like, I had the following Zola, just, like, the most weirdly painful evening. So, like, this day is seared in my mind. <laughs> So is it the best or is it just the most uncomfortable and oversensitive was, stimulus? I mean, had? both and, my dude, both yes. and. So yes. Zola and the consequences of watching that movie. <laughs> uh, did wow. you watch any movies? I did. I So like, similarly, I was like, oh, what movie stands out to me? One, because... I don't think I even really paid attention to most movies that came out this year. I did go see Cruella in the mm -hmm. theater and that was my first and I think 
only movie that I've seen in the theaters this year. And it was fine, right? But I think the like sensory stimulation of like the sound and just seeing the fabulous clothes and like seeing the actors on there and being like, oh yeah, this is what the movie experience is, was really wonderful. And so I think that's sitting with me more than the movie right, itself. Right, right. Like it was fine movie, but um, I I don't think I just like loved any movies this year, and that's probably because my intention span has been just so yeah. shot. Um, and I will just like generally go back to movies I've seen before that I've mm-hmm. enjoyed, but I will say like, I watched, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, which was good. Mm-hmm. Um, the last installment to all of the boys I've loved before oh, came yeah. out, which was fine. Um, I think Moxie actually came was out that this, this year. year? We it? liked that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. So that happened and I mean, it was fine. Mm-hmm. Like we liked it and it was fine. Um, and I feel like there is a correct answer to this and I just, I didn't see it, so I can't say it, but it's gotta be Fast and the Furious 9. <laughs> that was probably, <laughs> arguably the best movie that came out in 2021, right? I, no comments. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I have, I have no, nothing to add. Like when I was scrolling through all of those lists, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is probably the best one and I can't even say it because I didn't even didn't see, even it, see it. So. Wow. How about music? What's the best music for you this past year? Oh my god, I didn't even answer this no. one. I totally skipped over it. Wait, can I insert while I stall to think about my favorite music? Can I stall and like make up another best of section yeah. for uh, Instagram account to follow? Oh yeah. Okay, my favorite Instagram account to follow is my way of like watching ridiculous TikTok videos because I don't have TikTok. And it is her name is Enna Da, and she goes by Park Slope Arsonist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and she's like very progressive. Well, not even progressive. I think like leftist, um, but her memes and her comedy are just very very funny. Every TikTok that she chooses is like irreverent and weird and funny, and I love her. So that's that's something that I put out there. I don't, you weren't prepared for that. So I don't know if you, have I have so Instagram. many running through my head. I guess maybe there's this really cute woman. Um, Yoon, she's like Vietnamese and lives in Germany and just like has throughout the pandemic been making like really fun, um, TikTok and reels just about like life in Germany and they're very relatable and she's just like really funny. So maybe that would be my choice. Also, just like all the hotties that make food on Instagram for me to watch. I would Ooh, also choose any yeah. of them. Amazing. Amazing. We should, oh, we, we have, I don't well, we have more media to talk about, but this feels like a good point to talk about our favorite like meme or reel or TikTok of oh, yeah. the year. Should we do that? Yeah, let's do that. Um, let okay. me pull it up. Do you have yours? I do. Let's see. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I have a good one. What's yours? Okay. Though? You go first. I bet you'll be able to guess mine, but I cannot guess yours. Unless, is yours one of the Jacob Fry ones? No. <laughs> That's okay. so funny, though. I love it. I love it. What? What is yours? Okay. Mine is, if we're talking about, like, a meme that's been utilized multiple multiple times in like reels and tiktoks it's the good soup one and oh you love that that's only because in my mind yeah so it's for people who don't know what i'm talking about there's usually like somebody doing something weird and then there's this adam driver quote like good soup and and it's just like ridiculous right uh but the reason i love it so much is because in my mind i have an unmade tiktok of my dog my puppy 
we would go outside and he would if it was raining he would lick the pavement and it's like what are you doing that's disgusting like who knows what's on there and then yeah and then he would gag a little bit afterward and that's exactly when it would be good soup Funny. That's and it's cute, also my favorite meme because when we hung out with Lindsay and Aaron, um, we like ended up watching the scene from Girls where that comes yeah. from, and it was the most awkward scene. So like basically, Adam Driver yeah, proposes to Hannah Horvath, and I don't remember their hit like his character's name, and she starts crying because she doesn't want to get married, and they're at a diner, and it's just very quiet and awkward, and then he takes a sip of soup, and he goes, good soup. <laughs> so, like, that is why that is my favorite meme. What is your favorite meme? So, mine is one that is not so easily replicatable, okay. but I, like, do you want to take any guesses? Because I, I just have a, <sighs> a really strong feeling. I mean, I could talk about, like, David Rossi, and I bet you'd know just what I'm talking oh about. Oh, my God. What's your name? Who's your daddy? Absolutely. Oh, no. oh, so no. there is this meme. There's, you know, the the song. We talked about this at length. I don't even remember the song it's from, but that, like, classic rock song. It's just one girl who did this. I know, I know, yeah. but this has spoken to me so much it's this by year. By the zombies. So, by the zombies, yes. Yeah. But then there's this part that says, what's your name? Who's your daddy? And the way this woman uses it in her meme is she's like, I'm of the age where, like, I could be interested in, like, you or your dad. And I have just, I had, it was like a, aha, like this is me in my mid thirties. Like, this is what it is. Are you 22? Are you 52? It doesn't matter. I'm in the middle. Um, and I just feels like very empowering. Also, like maybe it's just been like a little bit of a horny year, like lusting after all these people we see on TV. And I mean, truly age 20 to age 60, I'm here for you. Um, and I just like, so while this meme has not been replicated much online in my mind, mind, it is replicated on a daily basis. (laughs) Amazing. That's that's my fave. I, and actually like I reshared it again and tagged the person who made it. And she was like, wow, this got a lot of mileage. Like we were DMing a bit. Um, I think it's it seems like it was like just like wildly successful for her because I think it was like a very fun, very hot take, which mm-hmm. big fan. Big fan. <laughs> I love how my clue is David Rossi. I <laughs> that would be I the said. who's your daddy of the of the equation. Oh yes. my god. Okay, so I know we were gonna do music, but what if what we do about best episode of Criminal Minds? Because you brought up David Rossi, who is from the show Criminal Minds. Okay, I have such a cop out answer. Okay, ready for it. <laughs> okay, it's we're gonna it's gonna take me a minute to get there because I feel like I need to mention the things I love, but then ultimately I'll reveal my favorite episode. Okay. So when I was thinking about it, you know I love Spencer in prison, hot AF. You know I love when so Ben Savage comes back. I know, right? <laughs> I love this the episodes where Ben Savage comes back to play like an olden days Gideon. Uh-huh. Love those. I love most of the episodes that focus on Morgan. I love the episodes that focus on Garcia, especially the one where she gets shot. I Aww. love the bank episode just because we get more from her. Yeah, I love the the bank episode with it that like heavily features William Lamontagne Jr. Um, <laughs> I weirdly love the all of the episodes with Jennifer Love Hewitt and her hot husband. Yep. Um, 
I love once Adam Rodriguez joins the cast. I love all of like the Luke Alves um, episodes, especially the one with his friend in it. His friends in it a couple times. And, like one of them is really emotional. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the one with like the tension between Spence and JJ toward the end of the of the series, where like the love stuff. Ha- oh my god, it's just so like it's unfair that they serve that to us, but also like I was on tenterhooks, like waiting to see what happened. <laughs> but at the end of it all, such a cop out. My favorite episode is the series finale because I thought they did a really good job, like kind of closing up the stories for the longtime characters that were still part of the series. And there was like a hint, not even a hint. There was like a true like moment that pushed like a relationship that I've been wanting to happen for seasons (laughs) into action. And I just like, when I tell you at the beginning of that episode, when we find out that Luke has broken up with his girlfriend, I was like, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Are we going there? Are we going? And then me screaming at my TV at the end when like little things were mentioned that made me think, Oh yeah, this, this, mm -hmm, this love that I've wanted to happen for so long is about to happen. It just made me very happy. So that is my Between favorite Garcia episode. You have to see, yeah, you I mean, should out. I say it? Yeah. I guess we've given yes. so many It's been done that it for makes so sense. long. Yes, yeah. I mean, like, it is, I just, all I want is Garcia. I, like, want the fat girl to get the hot guy. Like, that's what I want. I think Adam Rodriguez is the hottest man. He's been my longtime TV crush for so long. And to have the potential of him and Garcia getting together, I mean, it just, oh my God. I'm just so, like, happy thinking about it right now. We got really invested in the lives of these fictional characters. And that was just, yeah, mm -hmm, really made me happy there at the end. That's a good one. You did a good job with this section. Um, I just couldn't, I mean, I couldn't not give honorable mention to all of these other ones, but man, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's the finale. How about you? What did you choose? <laughs> like, how did you get there? I like went in the opposite direction. With oh, this. no. So, no, not at all. Oh, no, but I just scratch. Think, well, oh, no. <laughs> 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 no, I didn't even oh my god but it is it is you know in the vein of the most ludicrous chris bridges um like storylines and so the best episode that i chose was not because it was the most like um cathartic for Mm -hmm. like the storyline or the characters Mm -hmm. because we did we really just like i fell hard in for these storylines yeah we we did characters um it was the episode, my my best episode of Criminal Minds was the episode that really just like jarred me out of liking it so much. Which one? Which, which it really one? Just, it just, you know, got to me. It's like, this is enough. This has been too much. Okay. Okay. This has been enough. You need to stop this. You need to wrap this up as soon as possible because this, is, this has been a, a curse on your brain and your power and your time. And which one was it? It was an episode that had this dad coming home late at night with a young son. You know, the door is unlocked, but nothing happens. He puts his son to sleep. He falls asleep fully dressed because he's so tired. And all of a sudden you hear a squeak and then a clown pops out from under the bed. (laughs) The clown the clown one the freaking rodeo clown episode i just i was like this is it i can't do this anymore this is this has been so many hours of my life that i will never reclaim and this clown episode really just pushed me over the edge so that is the best episode it was a wake-up call that i desperately needed so thank you to that clown a wake-up call 
all that I desperately needed. Oh no! It was towards Whoa. the end. I was really running yeah, through. It was um, toward the end of the series. Yeah, running through the episodes with my woes, <sighs> and that clown is one of my woes. <laughs> so that is why it is my best and most favorite episode. Because that is just so much. It was so I, bad. It was wow. so bad. Oh yeah, that's a bad episode. Uh-huh. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's the best. So yeah, yes. best is the worst. Wow. Oh, okay. Wait. Um, okay, let's go back to music. music. Yeah, yeah, I did. Do you? I have one. Do you want to? Do you want to share yours? You should go first. Okay. It is in line with. Well, okay. We've loved a lot of music on this podcast that we've talked yeah. about, but mm-hmm. I think we do have to hearken back to. Um, Lil Nas X's Old Town Road, which is just like a foundational uh, text to our our podcast. I think it back sure in the day. is. But that's not from this year. Okay, calm down. Hold up. Oh, just, oh you're you, you're starting us there to take yes. us on the journey. The journey. Yes. I'm painting a Old picture Town for Road, us. A foundational, a foundational piece of music, a text, of if podcast. you will. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. Okay. And so I think the evolution of our podcast coincides with the evolution of Montero, of Lil Nas X. And so his seminal classic, Montero, Call Me By Your Name, is just an amazing, amazing song. Like, I will say it, the video, everything that he has done is so just living in the zeitgeist, like, attached to pop culture is what pop culture is. And also, like... I don't know, busting open every stereotype, every like level of what has been done before. And so I think like that has to be one of the best pieces of music to come out this year in a year that is just fraught with so much badness <laughs> like that is so weird and whimsical and ir- irreverent. Like it's just, yeah, I... I have to give it its kudos. And I could have said WAP, right? Like that oh, yeah, was that something was we year. were very taken by. Was yeah. that this year? I feel or like was it last was. year. Oh, I don't even know. I think it might have um, been last year, Soraya. Really? Okay. Well, then yeah. I don't say it. That's why I didn't nope, say it. Then. That's why you didn't I say was, it. I mm-hmm. didn't. I hesitated. Um, and there's been like other music that I've really, really loved. And like it's actually stuff that I listen on a regular basis. But I think that for like a... Uh, check in or like a temperature check of where we're at in the culture is really important so oh, that's i love is my all favorite. of that my choices are just so not that <laughs> like they're <laughs> not they don't speak to any of that they're just like random because you know i don't think my music tastes are really that well i won't say a bad Can I music guess taste. what you might say I have two things. You will guess one of them, probably. Okay, what do you yeah, think it is? It's Olivia Rodriguez. Absolutely. Ever. Yeah. Which I've I, thought about, too. But Yeah, I it. think that, honestly, oh, her Rodrigo, album. not Rodriguez. Yeah. Oh, no, no. L- Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. Um, yes, she's great. Her album was great. I like the whole thing. I just, like, how is this, like, teen, like, speaking to my soul as someone who's, like, <laughs> absolutely 15 years older than her? Um, I don't know. But I thought it was a great album, and I liked it a lot. And I've been listening. I mean, I still, like, listen to it so happily. Um. The other things, I, this is just silly, but I have been, as my mom's been like kind of cleaning out some things, she's been sending or extending, she's been sending me home with a lot of CDs that I mm-hmm. essentially are things that I burned in high school. And so that's been just like a really fun trip down memory lane um, this year for me as well. So yeah, best of music is just like Olivia Rodrigo and then all this like random shit that I've been listening to on these CDs. I'm sorry, you just told me youth. I couldn't say uh, Lil Nas X because it was not from this year. So. Oh yeah, that's true. But well, oh. I guess oh. no, 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 no. There, oh. 
you can stop that. These are things that I have experienced anew this year. These are things that I have re-experienced this year and like hadn't experienced for 15 years prior right Mm. unless Mm. you really had like a specific re-experiencing moment with with uh old town road which i don't believe is the case this year uh had you focused on that have you not listened to it once this year oh i mean i've listened well well i'm sure it's come on well like I, I just I, think I we need know. to stay true to this, these random constraints, these we've put on constraints that we've created. No, <laughs> yeah. I still maintain these random CDs. Like, I'm sorry, I have not listened to these Rockapella songs literally since the year what 2003. Is what you is Rockapella? You can Okay. No, ma'am. It's no, ma'am. It's called Acapella, okay? Oh, Lord. Oh, what a dark time. So, I'm really, oh, no, it no. is. No, it's good. dark. It's good. I will not. It is incredible. Okay. Um, <laughs> the only working CD player I own is in my car. So I'm just, you know, driving around, listening to all this weird shit from when I was young. Um, but it's like, it's the fact that I haven't interacted with this stuff in so long that makes it feel new again to me. So that's mm-hmm. why I chose it. But you may, you may take issue. That is okay. Okay. No, no, no. I, I won't take umbrage with it. Let's, let's carry on. Yeah. We got, uh, let's we, ta- keep it we spent yeah. classic Kat and Soraya. We spent an hour talking about media we like. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> okay. Moving on to other themes. Self-care. Soraya, what's your best self-care this year? Therapy. Yes. Finally. Love that. Finally did it. Finally did it. Loved it. I need to get it set up again. It's been a month or so, but it was, it has been the best thing possible um yeah i mean i have a podcast so i obviously like talking and like talking a lot and like sharing my opinions so there's that but like therapy is a really great way to do that and because of that i've actually been able to do a lot of other great self-care things this year so that's my best love that how about you acupuncture i got to Mm -hmm. go back to community acupuncture after a while um and i'm just so much better for it so that's my self-care love it love it what was the best thing that you wore. I have another cop-out answer. I was really trying to think about clothes, like which, and I just, I couldn't nail it down to one. So my answer, my tattoo on my arm. Best thing I Ooh, wore this why year. Why is that a cop-out? Because it's not That's a piece not a of clothing. Out. It's not, I, I mean, don't, wouldn't say, say that. We wear. said we wore. Okay, well. Mm-hmm. You wore your confidence. You're being you wore a, your tattoo. Okay, a stickler in Love the opposite it. way. Thank you. <laughs> my uh-huh. tattoo. How about you? What's the best thing you wore? Okay, it is the Christopher John Rogers red, like, shift dress from target um which at first i hated and then you i remember me, like realize its greatness and it's just like this bright red dress and i i wasn't doing colors very much prior to this and i love it it's so fun it's just so different and i have to be careful because i feel like if i overwear it like i can't wear it places but mm-hmm. um i just really love it it's just something different and also that collection had a lot of hate from people online which i think is telling of like where people are at with style and whatnot but i loved it and so that is my favorite thing i'm really surprised to hear you say that and so excited to hear you say that because i remember when you got it and you weren't super convinced of it Mm-mm. so i'm so glad oh, i'm so glad it turned out to be your favorite what 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 did you think my answer was gonna be i had no idea maybe like your next to naked bodysuit i don't know oh that's a good answer actually damn it 
All right. No. <laughs> I thought you were gonna talk about like some some bras or bralettes or something like that. So no. no. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. That would but that was a strong contender, like a sports bra. <sighs> yeah, that's more last year. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad we're not on that. Like what is it, honey? What what is the the newlywed game? Newlywed games? Games. The, yes. Thank we you. could be on like the podcaster friend game. Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. I don't think we'd win we'd right now. We're good. not doing so well. great. Okay. What is the best <laughs> thing you ate? Uh, instead of something new, I'm just going to share one of my like favorite classic care, like takeout meals, mm-hmm. which is the salad from World Street Kitchen, the World Street salad. I get literally five extra Greek goddess dressings and then I get meatballs on the side. And mm. God damn, if that is not the best freaking salad. Oh, my gosh. The dressing is incredible. The salad is great. It has these like crunchy roast chickpeas on top of it incredible they put a, like a lot of um cucumber i think it's actually cucumber salad in there it's just yeah it is the best salad uh yeah best thing i ate this year for sure sounds great it's awesome how about you i you know i love brunch and i haven't had a lot of brunch moments in the pandemic and so i had one a couple weeks ago on the weekend at a new restaurant called Churchill Street in Shoreview. And my friend who was the pastry chef at the Bachelor Farmer, which was this amazing restaurant, is now the pastry chef there. My other friend um, is working bar and other um, like roles there. And so I went with some friends and it was so good, Kat. The food was so good. It was just like fresh and well-balanced and it was a, just an amazing brunch moment. And so I'm still living in that. And it was just fun to be in the energy of a new restaurant and just people being really excited about this place. And so Churchill Street is some of the best things. I, I got a croque madame. The salad was surprisingly like the most amazing thing. It was um like gem lettuce with uh, fried garlic and I don't know, like this lemony vinaigrette mm. and shaved parm on it it was really good and then cookies were amazing the latte was amazing um somebody had like a veggie sandwich with like marinated seasonal vegetables on it and cheese and and apples and it was really like literally everything was so so good so that's my favorite thing i've eaten but i've eaten a lot of good things i try to that's been something that has helped the year be a good time yeah so love that. And don't um, we have a, a saturday picked out we're gonna go there together right i forgot yeah, what it is but we talked sure. about it i'm looking forward to it yeah and they do have a patio with heaters yes. um but we will need to be dressed yep, we're in a bundle warm mm-hmm. so. yep but that'll be a good time i mean otherwise than that the boil shrimp boil oh, dude yum. i mean always a fave god love that awesome sauce with it which i hate Ugh. that i just said awesome sauce but it's very yeah, good some grand very catch. good sauce we, we love some grand mm-hmm. catch yeah um but okay what is the most heartwarming moment you've had oh i guess generally seeing my mom again after not seeing her for over a year well like only seeing her you know outside from six feet away that was very mm-hmm. heartwarming for me and then also yeah. seeing my best friends become parents was really really heartwarming Aww. as well um my besties had a baby um who's my god baby and just like they're just really good moms and like 
seeing mm-hmm. that is just like continues to warm my heart all the time. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a really good one. How about one. for you? Mine. So last year I would go to Cedar Lake and walk around it. And like, that was a really big coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. I think we did uh, like, what's our favorite coping mechanism mm-hmm. this time last year. Um, and so like walking was one of them. And I think this year, the most heartwarming moment was like bringing my new puppy yes. to Cedar Lake oh. and walking around this place that like felt like such a release like a place I could actually breathe um with like this new little joy bundle um who also drives me absolutely bonkers but um it was just fun to explore that with somebody uh different a little a little little you know all of fur I think we should Mm -hmm. skip ahead to another category because we both just alluded to it we wanted to talk about our the best small being in our lives, um, and I think <laughs> yes. we both, which we both, yeah, yeah. So we why don't we like indulge in that a little it. bit more? Go tell us more about Bogey. Okay, Bogart is my uh, puppy, and he just woke up. Actually, I'm looking at him; he's stretching, and he looks like a little goober. And um, I call him Bogey, which you know in the UK means booger mm-hmm. which is really funny to me um but he's just a really sweet little boy and it's so much fun to have something else to focus on in the day to like just go outside be outside go meet people who love puppies bring smiles to people's faces every time we go on a walk like people are just so happy and excited to see him and it just feels nice um as someone who could easily not go out and talk like I don't want to talk to people when I go outside (laughs) so now to have a really positive engagement with uh people in my neighborhood everywhere I go um just like witnessing the season changes in a way that I wasn't disciplined enough to do before um yeah and just having somebody to snuggle with whenever I want is really cute and fun and so that's my favorite small being that is in the world this year um and yours you talked about please talk about mine I'm a fan of your small being but my favorite small being is my god baby Maya um who yeah is the daughter of my two of, of two of my besties um and yeah I just like oh my gosh it was just like so cool to like see a little baby like she's just the the child that I'm like closest with like proximity wise you know um in my Mm -hmm. adult life and oh she's just like so cool and the way her moms are raising her is just like so thoughtful and special and it's a pandemic so like I don't get to see her all the time but when I do it is just like oh my god the most fun recently Margot Aww. brought Maya to cake and I was like oh my this is the best Cute. visitor at work ever and she's so cool. um and I just cannot wait um to spend time with her you know throughout the years as she gets older also I learned that we have very very similar birth charts so I feel Ooh. like we will just be very similar people, um, uh, which I think is really fun and cool. So, yeah, I just love oh my God. Yeah, I love Maya so much. And I just love. Yeah, I love my besties. I love their baby. And it's just fun to be so close to such awesome people. I love that. Mm. How do we follow that up? That's so good. You know, we have a few more things that I think will be fun to share, though. What was your mm-hmm. best unexpected moment this year? Getting a dog. 
Like, oh yeah, it's been years in the making, and I never really thought I'd finally decide to do it. And so when I did, it all just kind of kept happening in really quick fashion. So that was a really good unexpected moment for me. I think. Cool. Mm-hmm. And you? Um. Oh, okay. This <laughs> is just like one of my unexpected moments. So one time this summer, um, a friend of our ours and friend of the pod, Andrea Sanow, she came to the like she came to the shop to do a pickup. Because remember in the summer we were closed, or actually no, this was before midsummer we opened a couple of days a week. So it must have been before then. So like, you know, early summer, late spring. She came to mm-hmm. do a pickup. I'm like waving at her through the window and we look at our clothes and we are wearing the exact same outfit. <laughs> like That's we really are wearing, I, I guess I was wearing technically a skirt and she was wearing shorts, but like same khaki color. We're both wearing like black tank tops tucked into our bottoms. We both have a messy bun. We both have glasses. We both probably have big earrings in. It was just like, we were spitting images that. of each other. And so we took a little twinsies photo. It was just really fun. <laughs> but that was so just good. such a silly, fun, like, <laughs> so I don't know if it was the most unexpected moment, but it was one of the best the unexpected best. moments of 2021 for sure. Okay. I, I think you did a really good job with that answer. So I'd like to change mine if I could. Oh my God. Tell yeah, well, you can add. Oh, yeah. Add. Okay. So that like idea of uh, having that moment of kismet with friends is just really good. So earlier this year, uh, I used to regularly do this Thursday check-in with some of my best friends from college on Zoom. And we kind of fell off on that. And at one point, my friend Michael ended up accidentally doing a video call on Instagram to our like group chat. <laughs> It's so funny because all of a sudden everybody answered. Who answers video calls from Instagram? Like and yet we all yeah, did it. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, what's going on? Like, we're all like, somebody was in the bath. Somebody was making yes. dinner. Somebody was in the car. It was just so funny. And yet here we all were ready to just chat and like see each other. And it was so silly. It only lasted maybe like 10 minutes because we were actually all living our lives. But that like unexpected moment of connection with some of my favorite people just still brings me just like giddy joy today the spontaneity of it all oh so much fun so that's very that was, cute that was a good cute, moment cute, cute. Yeah. that's fun thank you for triggering that for oh, me absolutely. oh my god! i remember when you were telling me about that after it happened that just sounds so just just like it's fun it's small mm-hmm. right like it's nothing that is groundbreaking and yet was so good to know that these relationships that I've built can like still be spontaneous and fun when everything feels like it has to be planned out so far in advance so yeah okay all right what is something that you are most proud of for this year um I guess just like business stuff and I guess some personal stuff I think maybe generally how I decided to dedicate my time and like how I made decisions around my time related to pandemic so Um, you know, my shop was closed for like over a year and then we kind of slowly opened the summer and now we're back to six days a week, but we've been like masked the whole time. We've been like really thoughtful about how we're doing stuff. And I'm very proud of how that all went down. Um, and like, to be frank, it was like to financial detriment, you know, but like, um, it wasn't Mm -hmm. necessarily the most, like the wisest. Well, no, but I I do still maintain though, like a quick buck here is not worth it to be able to like, you know, stick to your values and like do better in the long run. But yeah, it was, it's been a real challenge of a year, but I feel really good about like how we did stuff. And then kind of related to that while we were closed at the beginning of the year, 
Um, I'm really proud of how I made room for my bestie baby bubble. So as yeah. shared, my best friends had a baby, Maya, my god baby who I love. Um, and I like was able to finagle my life so that I could be totally locked down. I would still work, but never when anyone was there. So like for eight weeks, Pasashia and I like worked together, but separately, like we didn't ever see each other in real life at all. And I spent time with my besties. And so like I was in my bubble a couple weeks before Maya came. So I got to just like hang out with them and like, I don't know, help with wallpaper and just like hang out. And then mm-hmm. Maya came when I got to be around and helpful. And honestly, like the bulk of my help was just like, I don't know, cleaning their house for them and doing like, you know, errands, and, like easy stuff. Um, That just is like a mm-hmm. lot when you have a new baby at home. You know, I've always heard about like how having a new, I mean, of course, you know, like you can imagine, oh, having a newborn at home is a lot, but like seeing it firsthand. Oh my God. It is so much. I don't know how people do it. It's just like, I'm still impressed that my besties did it, you know? Um, so it was really mm-hmm. cool to be able to help out in that way. And then after I left the bubble, we still kept a little bit of a routine where like I would, we would be, we wouldn't hang out, but like they would stay upstairs and I would stay downstairs and I'd come over once a week and like help out with some things around the house. And that was just, it was like, even though I couldn't hang out with them really, it was fun to be able to be in their mm-hmm. space and like feed their cat and, you know, just like be around and helpful. And that felt really, really cool. So I'm proud of how I was able to kind of move time around to make space dedicated to that this year. That was really, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a really, really, oh man, one of the best parts of 2021. Yeah. Especially since you can never have those moments back. No, like those are yeah. truly, yeah. I mean, I guess you could argue that for everybody's life, but what a special time. Um, and people who are really important yeah. to you. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. How about you? What are you most proud of? What's the best thing you did? Okay. Having a puppy is not like having a baby. I just want to put that out there, but like girl i'm tired yeah you are <laughs> like this, this little little baby dog is a lot and so i'm really proud that um i took on this challenge and i've been doing okay with it and also it just has like such great respect for people who do this on a regular basis whether that's through like fostering or you know um like dogs but then also people who have children or young children like i do not know how you do it i don't get it and i don't want to for a while (laughs) if it's anything like what's been going on in my household so there's that um so i am really proud of like making this decision to take on this challenge and really enjoying it because it is worthwhile and then also i had a 99 subaru and I love that car. And I am an Enneagram, which is like a personality type a six, which is particularly fear-based in decision-making and seeing the world. And so I was really keeping that car for a long time for financial reasons, um, just because I liked it. You know, change mm-hmm. in the midst of so much change in the world, like, felt overwhelming. And yet I gave it up and got a brand new you car. Did it. So, yeah. And... Um, it feels great. <laughs> I mean, the debt doesn't. <laughs> I don't like that. Um, but I do like just making this decision that's what's going to be better for me in the long run and better for people in my life. And, um, you know, having something that's nice. <laughs> like, my 99 <laughs> You really, you squeeze the life out of that thing. Really, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So I'm really proud of making those decisions and, and making it possible. Um to have a nice car a reliable car i should say you know something that's i didn't like get 
a, a Murcielago, right? Like I didn't, I, yeah. I got a very, yeah, <laughs> I got another super. Whew, we've been talking a lot about this. This is a lot of reflecting for me. So mm-hmm. I, I think maybe can we do like, okay, we have two more things. Let's just do it. So best oh, product. Can I launch into the can, best product? You can because I don't have anything this well. You you don't have anything then let's not even do it my thing is just that all i can think of right now are products that help me eradicate mice from the shop which is not the kind of product recs you (laughs) want and need so i just have nothing to say no no no. do it do it this is so like your best well i won't tell you the trap details but in a multifaceted approach to mouse eradication one of the things that has helped me are these like little pouches full of like spearmint and peppermint essential oils i think when used in tandem with trapping they can be very very effective that's what's on my mind for best product. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Oh, that's God. an excellent yeah. choice. I was I thinking think like, that, that what, the what makeup, perfectly. what soap, what this? Nope. Just the mice stuff. That's, that was the only thing that came nope. to mind as I was trying to think of like what product <laughs> I could endorse fully. Yeah. Uh, well, how about you, Soraya? I love that for you. Yeah. Mine is going to be more of that like beauty mag. Uh, the intention of, of this, of this but, prompt. Yes. No, but I mean, I love it. I love it. Um, so I love the super group under eye mm-hmm. cream um, because it's been pulling double duty. <laughs> let me tell you lately, um, just because it is good for sun protection and also it makes me look slightly less sleep okay. deprived, like slightly. So there's that. And then Davines is this like hair care brand that is very expensive, but you know, as someone who has had less haircuts and like the longest hair I've had Your in my adult long life, right now. it's yeah, it's very long. It's nice to have a product that like keeps it somewhat tamed and somewhat healthy. Cool. So I'm really into that. So there it is. Um, okay. Yep. Last thing. Best thing you'd like to say goodbye to in 2022. Oh. Not like a grand thing, right? Like I would love to get rid of all the injustice yeah, that's, that's going on or like you know, say the COVID-19 yeah. virus. Like that's not yeah. going to happen. Um, so what is like a realistic thing or something that is within your sphere of influence to some extent that you'd like to say well it really to. is to some extent but i would like to say goodbye to like uterine cervix ovary vaginal issues i would like those to be out of my life and you know with this yes. new iud that's going to keep my uterine lining thin and healthy for six years i think it is likely uh-huh. attainable so that's what i would like to say goodbye to issues with all those things in the year 2022 goodbye and hello Excellent. regular uterine and uterine area health <laughs> okay okay i similarly i don't think it's something that i'll be able to say goodbye to but what? i'd like to and it's like the regular checklist i have to run through every time i have a oh. headache <laughs> i just want to say goodbye is it because of my posture is the air too dry do i have allergies i don't know about did i eat something did i sleep <laughs> weird uh, is it like worth it to take a pain reliever or will it become a migraine is it because i didn't wear my glasses is it because i did wear my glasses <laughs> like there's just yep. <laughs> too many questions yep. i have for any headache any ache or pain it's just like what could have contributed to this i truly don't know and so i'd like in 2022 to minimize that list or have it go away potentially we'll see what happens we'll see what happens i just best of luck with that it feels <laughs> as you i mean i resonate I just bless your heart from cat well, it just, just seems like the older we get the more unlikely that might be and also <sighs> I, I love know. it put that intention out there 
That's it. What is it? I saw the other day that like uh, I love that for you is a millennial. Bless oh my god, your heart. I say that all the time, and I don't mean it in a bless your heart way. I know you didn't say it this time, but um, kind of you had a little bit oh, of that, that intentionality, was, yeah. mm-hmm. not necessarily that was the intention. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes, uh-huh. uh, but yeah. yeah. So there <laughs> oh, you no. go. Okay, we have been, wow, we're on like Ella's for loser level length with this podcast episode, and I love it. I'm so sorry, Saria. You're like, uh-huh. I gotta edit all this. Oh my God. Um, That's all right. Okay. That's all right. As we come, I'm I'm just pleased that we had so many things that were happy enough and to that talk you remembered enough things. Uh, yeah. You did. I'm it. tired. I'm tired. Okay. Let's, go. <laughs> Let's bring this to a close as we take a peek at what we're looking forward to in 2022. And I think the first thing we have to talk about are matter of fact specific things that we see on the horizon uh, in the yeah. upcoming year. Go for it. Me? Yes. Yes, you. Yeah. Okay. So next year will be season five of Matter of Fat. And I think, you know, who knows? Soraya and I really, we start the year off with like a little bit of a retreat where we think about like what the year will hold. But one thing I'm hoping is that we continue a lot of the stuff we did this year that helped make it a little more streamlined. And that would include our fat dish episodes. So every other episode having a more chatty, easy conversation that we don't really have to script as much and just really kind of have a bit of an outline and then just chat (laughs) in ways that feel very fun yeah absolutely I think we've found a lot of streamlined efficiency over the last four seasons and we want to continue that magic heading into season five and so like related to that don't count on podlucks coming back you might get a, a newsletter or two, but I feel like that would be the max. Um, <laughs> uh, those like extra things like might not be part of the upcoming season um, just so we can make it yeah more streamlined for us and continue with that. And yeah. enjoyable. And I think this leads us to the point where we have to share some more important news about season five. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Soraya? Yeah. Oh, I was wondering. <laughs> so um, it is with great reverence and uh intentionality that we share that season five will be the last season for matter of fat podcast yeah season five will be our fifth and final season of this project in this form um and we just wanted to let you know that that's our plan and we have a whole wonderful season five to come but um yeah, next year at this time when we wrap season five, uh, it's our intention that that'll be a series finale of our show um, in addition to the season finale. It just feels good. Five, five years. years. Five I know. years. And it is an odd number, Ugh. which I really love. <laughs> this episode is also episode 17, also an odd number. <laughs> Cat hates odd I numbers. Hate them. Just in I case you're like, what numbers. is going but on? But it's the year 2022 in which this will all wrap up. So I got a little bit of a win there. Sure, take take what you need, babe. Right, right <laughs> take what right. you need. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it does. It's it's such an interesting way for us to look at, like you know, half a decade of our life. Yeah. Um. So we love you all this is not to say that we don't love this project or any of the themes that we've been talking about it's just like such a good amount of work that we enjoy on a regular basis but are excited to do it justice Mm -hmm. with a final season and honor the project and the people we've talked to we love you we love each other we love our team we love the people that we're able to interview um 
And yeah, look forward to in season five, you know, and upcoming here, like share more fun fatish chats, share more interviews, um, you know, continue to consider media all the time. <laughs> yes, as is constant media that constantly. you may or may not like. You may or may have we'll seen. We will wrap into for dropping into that into the <laughs> feed, babe. Like <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So that's I think the big matter of fat stuff. And like we said, we will probably make some more like, you know, directional decisions um when we make plans more solidified for season five, but that's what we know so far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, what about us? Let's talk about us, Kat. Uh, Let's do that. 2022, baby. Um, I think you all, I don't know if this is, well, I don't know how much I've shared of this, but I have honestly, at the end of the year last year in 2020, I was like, mm, I kind of know 2021 is going to be pretty shitty. So I'm really looking forward to 2022. <laughs> and perhaps that was not a healthy way to basically write off an entire year. Um, but I yeah. share that to say, like, I've been quite looking forward to 2022. And I do think that things will be a little bit more exciting in the year to come. Um, what am I looking forward to? I really hope my business can get back on track. That feels very important and more attainable um, as we move farther Mm -hmm. through this pandemic. Uh, My 35th birthday is in April. It feels like a big one. Um, I'm hoping that we're at a place where like hangouts can be had um, because that feels like that's something I want to do for 35. Um, I don't know. I want to write more. I'll probably move sometime next year. But I think the most exciting thing about 2022 is that, or the thing I'm trying to get most like amped up for, um, I have decided that I'm going to start like actively dating again in the upcoming year. So like really um, in a very like, um, you know, kind of firm decision, decided to take 2021 off of dating. And so 2022, Mm -hmm. baby, I'm going to be out there. And um, Morgan, who works with me at Cake, who's very into astrology, let me know that for my Virgo rising end of 2021 to like, you know, through March, 2022, astrologically is a great time to be dating. So the stars are on my side. Uh, that is the plan. Uh, that's, that's where I'm going. <laughs> I love that. I love Thank that you. for you. Ugh. Not in a bless your heart That's, way. I, say I love that I for you say. and just genuinely mean it. So I don't know about all that. I know, but like sometimes maybe. But anyways, that's great. I don't know. I love all of that because for me, if if like combing through the depths of my mind for things that happened in 2021 was hard, I got to say like uh, thinking about 2022 is overwhelming. It just kind of like feels like staring at a blank page just like setting before you you know and I I don't I've always been bad at setting goals and like it's hard when the world is so like cloudy and dark and dirty and so maybe I just need to open up this dirty window of 2021 and let the sun of 2022 illuminate the words that I can't find as I'm like reaching for something in the distance uh-huh. of my mind. And, you know, it feels we're in yeah. November, right? So it feels right. so close. Like I can almost. almost taste it and almost. And honestly, as a Capricorn, y'all know that I should really release my inhibitions and just, you know, let me feel the rain on my skin. 
You know, Soraya, like, no one else can feel it for you. Like, you have to make the choice. Like, only yeah. you can let it in. Yeah. And no one else is going to be able to speak those words on your lips. Ugh, you know what, Kat? You're right. I just need to drench myself in words unspoken. Live my life with arms wide open. <laughs> Today is where my book begins. Unwritten. <laughs> Instead of sharing actual goals for 2021, we just had... Wow, the most epic music reference that this podcast has ever seen. Wow. You're welcome. That's what I got. That's all I've got for us. I don't know. It's not untrue. I am open to things changing. I'm open to seeing the positives and like making some decisions. And so for 2022, y'all, I gotta say it again. Um, feel the rain on your skin. Drench yourself in words unspoken. Live your life with arms wide open. Today is where your book oh begins. God. And that's what I oh impart to all of you, wow. dear listener. Wow. <laughs> come to the end of the episode it really is bittersweet to wrap up another great season of matter of fact it is but wow i mean even though you have really set me up so perfectly to sing bittersweet symphony i just i wow when i wonder how that happened how did i set you up to sing sweet symphony just, so perfectly you know, wrote that in here but you know no need to indulge in that because you gave us this beautiful musical moment earlier so we'll skip that <laughs> you're welcome thank you well, and you're welcome well. um okay now is the time we have to gush a little bit about how much we love y'all and we'll miss you till next season. Absolutely. I'm incredibly grateful to you and our audience for like choosing to spend your precious time with us on a regular basis. It's just I'm honored and flattered and all of the things. All the Thank things. you so much. We need to share our sincerest love and thanks to everyone listening and engaging with us and supporting our pod. We really love and appreciate all of you. We do. We do. And we have an extra special appreciation for everyone who supported us by posting a review in Apple Podcasts or has sent us some fat cash this season. Oh, wait. That's another oh best of. Oh my gosh, this is totally You're right. It is the best. Best interactions. We introduced Fat Cash this season, and I am blown away by every single person who has had the opportunity to send some money our way to support this project. Like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Of course, thank you to everybody who just like listens or engages in some way, shape, or form. But like another yeah. best yep. right there yes. for you. Yes, Fat thanks cash. for naming thank that. You. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and speaking of. Special shout outs to three folks who've recently sent us fat cash, Anne, Deb, and Harry. We appreciate Ooh. you all so much. Thank you for your continued support of our podcast. Uh, appreciate y'all. And for more information on fat cash, all things matter fat, and more, you can visit our website at www.matteroffatpod.com and find us on social media at, at matteroffatpod. Yeah, you know, we won't probably be sharing as regularly on social media between seasons, but we will be there from time to time. So we'll see you when we see you. And yeah, Soraya, I think that's it. I think that's it. Wow. We wish you rest and peace and joy and light. And we'll be with you again in 2022 for our fifth and final season of Matter of Fact. Matter of Fact. International. International. Jason Derulo. No, um, we. <laughs>
<laughs> we won't get sued for that, will we? I don't think so. Wow. No, not unless we play <laughs> it, which Jason we won't. Listens? We won't. <laughs> Jason does not listen. Out of all the celebrities that may listen, I don't, highly doubtful. I don't like how you're anti-manifesting this for us, but that's okay. <laughs> for our, I just snorted. We featured I on video. Snorted. What? I just snorted on our recording. I'm sorry for <laughs> snorting. Um, I, sorry, I heard, I thought you said I just farted and I was no. like, no, we, we gotta stop. How dare. I'm I sorry. have never in my you can, life. You can take this out. Let alone on a recording. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I misheard you. And I was like, she wants to keep going. I'm no. Rest of this vulnerability. <laughs> no. Nope. <laughs> Okay, you don't need to be impressed. I'll collect um, myself. I think so this is going to be a fun app. Yeah, it is. It is fun. It's okay if it's a little short. How long? I guess we don't really know how long the interview is yet, right? I think it was around 30 minutes. I feel like there's some stuff to cut out, though. Yeah, I think it's over 30 minutes, so that's what okay. I was averaging. But got it, got it, got it. Okay. <clears throat> Do you want me to start this intro? Because you're going to be talking the most. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I've never not done the intro. Please. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah. For Dirt and Discourse, every single time I do it. Yeah. Then you have to do it. No, no, no. You can do it. No, you have to. What? No, you can. I I mean, I'm not being precious about it. I just truly, I say it every single time. I think I've done it once or twice, but I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like, no, you should do it. I'm sorry for taking your credit. This is the reason I know it. You know how Michael Barbaro says stuff like really specifically? Michael Barbaro. I feel like I say this line the same every single time. And that's why it's in my head. But no, I want you to do it. Please proceed. No, no, no. No, I'm not ready for it. It's too big of too big of shoes to fill. I can't do it. Oh my God. No, just do it. it. You're right. Because I, you do it. And then I'll, I'll introduce the topic. Okay. All right. Wow. Wow. You know, what's going to be hard is when we get all of the comments saying, wow, something was really different about this episode and like better. And no. I can't put my oh, finger on it, but I think it's the intro to the Trigger in discourse must be, wow, be it just flowed so much better be this hard. time. I think our relationship, I think we can still get through it, but I'm just saying, well. prepare yourself. Okay. <laughs> Watch me not be able to read these words. <laughs> Watch me need to do this five times. Okay.